Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome back to Renegade Rules. I'm with Heather Shoemaker and Missy Smith. We're talking uh, mostly gun safety um, when it comes to children and play dates and all those kind of things. We ended episode one of this little mini-series with Heather asking an important question. Heather, do you remember what that question was? Yeah, a whole week later, and I can still remember. Excellent, um, excellent. <laughs> but Missy's group is called Gun Safe Mom. And, you know, I was wondering what about the gun safe dads, or why is she targeting mothers particularly? And I know she has a good reason, so let us know. Well, yeah, so so this started, it really, it really came back to me. Um, and I know that I was the person that held the social calendar options for my children, and I knew that it was me as a mom who realized this is an important topic to talk about uh, with parents uh, with regard to gun accessibility. And it's moms in particular who really see Once I started poking around in, with this topic with different circles of parents, that it was the moms, oh, I, I don't talk about that. Uh, that's, that's not my thing. That's, you know, my husband. And so the the... The onus was really not within the, the mothers, and that bothered me because they're the ones who are the gatekeeping, gatekeeping who's coming in, who's coming out of the house so many times. All the time? Absolutely not. Um, we did develop a gun safe dad sticker, just the same, to honor that, <laughs> those dads that are out there. But the key part of this is keeping it to the people, and this is one thing that I really thought long and hard about people are like well how about a gun safe home why don't you just have gun safe home and have that cue it um and it really came out of my conversations with really really staunch you know firearms advocates um that this is about people this is about this is about people owning it people being responsible uh so that's why kind of filtered down to keeping it as a mom or a dad this is a parent issue um and it's also something that the people need to be really deliberate about addressing and owning. Right. So really what struck me about your answer is two things. One is that in general, it's the mothers who hold the social calendar who are setting up the play dates, inviting kids into the home more than the dads in Mm -hmm. general. And that also the, the other side of that is that in general, it's the fathers who know more or own the, firearm or um, um, use it for hunting or something like that. Um, so the knowledge about the guns and firearms and storage tends to be split away from the mothers, but the mm-hmm. mother is the one um, working with the play dates. So there's almost a double reason there that you brought up. Yeah. Yes. So what are you, um, wh- what do you wish that all parents, um, gun-safe moms and dads would know um, without freaking out and getting overly worried about all the things that that we can get worried about, but just as a a normal 
um, everyday habit, um, what do you wish they would all know when um, arranging playdates for kids? Know that there that there are so many safety things to be aware of, but that the firearm is different. It's the same reason why people don't go hunting and throw bleach at a deer, or you know, the the the, the firearm in the home has the potential for to be instantaneously lethal, even under under circumstances that maybe they are locked and maybe they are, uh, maybe they're not accessible uh, or uh, there's this combination. So I really would like people to just, just honor that. And, and really as parents to have a good grip on child development um, and the safety concerns that you have for your own children uh, and to consider it over, you know, with firearms and firearms is a big thing for me. And, and the way I think about, where my kids are playing with grandparents and grandparents too. Um, so it's really have a good sense of child development, know what stages, what ages your kids are at, what are some of the risks that are posed with their developmental stage and have, take the time to have that conversation about the accessibility of firearms in every house your child visits during a play date, a family visit, or just a simple gathering with friends. And so after you... Really, a lot of it, um, your subtitle is Unlock the Conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really about us as adults being willing to, I mean, especially these days, it can be a very difficult topic to broach because it gets, Mm -hmm. it can get political fast, people can get angry fast, there can be, we can, you know, be down that road in an instant if we bring Mm -hmm. up a topic like firearms, and Mm -hmm. yet it's, it's a basic safety thing and as you say it's quite different than where do you store the bleach um Mm -hmm. it's at a different level than that yeah and you have a lot of different cultural messages too you have kids that um the kids with toy guns kids with no there's a lot of mixed messaging if you consider a child's brain and a why the way a child thinks it's it's really confusing to have toy guns and real guns and and how do you sort that out with them um in child development, I will tell you, gun owners, there is no gun owner who's ever taken a safety class that I've heard of, and I've really tried to tried to ask about this and do some field research, but gun owners are never required to take any kind of child development class, so there's not really a set, and unless you, you teach or you really have work with children, just because you become a parent doesn't mean you really are, are familiarized with developmental stages and what's coming next for a child um what's their what's their that that gets into the topic of should parents are completely unprepared (laughs) in general for anything that comes our way yeah what kind of conversations should we be having with the children um you you ask the the other parent mm-hmm. the other adult all these all these questions and you're feeling okay i'm feeling safe about um my child being allowed to go play here um or attend timmy's birthday party or whatever it is um but knowing that the unforeseen happens mm-hmm. what information do you do you send your child in with what conversations do you have before the fact yeah, and I really, you know, I'm, I am a real advocate of helping children know whether you have guns or not in your home. What do you do if you find one? Um, what do you do? And do you, do you touch it? Do you just go tell? Do you take it to an adult so that, you know, stop, don't touch, 
find an adult. Those are good things to do. Um, I will backtrack just a little bit, but in having this conversation with adults, one of the things you, uh, one of the potential pitfalls is to have the conversation about gun accessibility in front of the kids. Mm. Um, not something a lot of people might consider, but this is really an intended to be an adult to an adult conversation without the presence of children. And I'll tell you why. One one friend of mine, she was she was feeling really confident in having this conversation with her other another mom. And mm-hmm. so she walked in and she's like, I'm gonna start this conversation and the kids were kind of playing and they were in the kitchen or something by the door and she said, So I have to ask you, you know, a friend of mine's working on Spider. I'm just curious, do you do you have any guns in your house? So she started this conversation and asked the question and they were probably three or four boys playing in the same room. And the minute she said guns, they really, they kind of stopped what they were doing and they looked at the moms like, Hey, the moms are talking about guns, <laughs> but this was a point of curiosity. So it almost, so in some sense it awakened kind of a new curiosity and they were all kind of waiting to see what the mom was going to say, um, which was a bit of a surprise, and and it put the it put the mom who was answering in something of a difficult situation mm-hmm. because she told the friend later she said, "Well, I have to tell you, I'm not, I don't have a problem answering this question, but I didn't want to answer it in front of the kids because that's not something we were ready to have our to have our own kids know about." So it, I can can put a couple of put people in an uncomfortable situation and um and it, it also is something that could awaken some curiosity is that um the kids just naturally have and maybe create certain you know pathways for exploration that a parent wouldn't want yeah and there's there's no reason to make an already a conversation that's already going to be difficult more difficult by right. doing it in front of the kids right Right, it's like when your child comes back from a play date and, or the other way around, you're sending a kid off. Um, I've had kids ask me quite explicit questions. You know, they have a question about sex, and it just comes out while they're over at my right. house. I think, <laughs> all right, now this is my kid. I know, you know, where we're coming from. But I don't know what this family, other family's coming from. And so I say, wow, that's a, that's a big question. I think you're going to want to ask your mom about that. Yep. <laughs> Heather. And then I say later when she's picking up, I say, you know what? This question came up. I just want you to know. And I said that you guys would talk about it later. Uh, Heather, in your case, <laughs> because that's pro- we don't know how they want to answer for themselves. And the- I'm happy to jump in and answer, but I don't feel I should on some topics. In your so case, Heather. Like that. In your case, it's probably happening happening on purpose. Parents are thinking, "Well, she wrote those books. Let's have let's let, go play at Heather's house for a couple hours and ask everything. those questions." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it does it does change the tenor if the if the kids are listening. Now, mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, Missy. I know you have four girls, um, mm-hmm. and I'm from a family with all boys. And of course, not all boys like the weapon play, but mm-hmm. a lot of of uh, kids, uh, particularly. Um, young boys love toy weapons and toy guns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, in my view, it's as soon as when's the proper time to teach gun safety to a young child is as soon as he or she expresses interest in um, weapon play um, or the real thing if they see it. But mm-hmm. as soon, so they can be almost too young to talk because a lot of them come out of the right. womb shooting things. 
Oh, right, right. Um, and, um, yeah. But that's, that's when you start is when they express an interest because right away, even if their brains are still trying to figure it all out, we need mm-hmm. to separate the play versus the real thing. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know if it's real but you think it might be real, leave it and find an adult and just keep that, um, uh, keep that message going that message going because they don't necessarily know if it's real or not if they find it at somebody else's house yep and and uh i you know i do applaud the people who don't believe in don't believe in the toy gun and we know we we see little boys all the time if they're going to make it if you're not going to give it to them then they're going to make it well then i'm all for developing that creativity go (laughs) go ahead and make it but if it looks it it just that's a, a big um it's a hope of mine that that toy guns would never be confused it's there would never be a confusion that visually it would be much easier to discriminate than it is in current some situations right right yeah some kids go around trying to take all the orange off you know or wrapping it with duct tape or something to make it look realistic Mm -hmm. so um they're going to try to thwart the bright orange, blaze yellow, mm-hmm. and green as much as they can. Um, so you you mentioned that you do workshops. Um, people who listen to this podcast are from all over the country and maybe beyond that. But can you explain what your um, services are, what you try to do to help um, reach more people with this message? Well, I really, my goal in my workshops is to really get parents individually thinking about what's okay with them and to provide some real face-to-face practice opportunities and and doing this dance around these potentially difficult conversations. But I think we make a lot of that up in our minds uh, because the more you have the conversation, it's really, it doesn't have to be a big deal and it doesn't have to be as scary as it's made out to be. So I really give parents a chance to talk about these, just get comfortable talking about it. Um, And a woman who took one of my workshops a couple years ago, she said, I've never, I raised three boys, you know, through college. This is the most we've ever talked about firearms is tonight. (laughs) And through all of that. And so it's really providing a safe space for people to have this uh, invest to think about explore what are their relations what are their questions they might have for their own um, things within their own home I had those myself with my husband uh, and this play date just prompted a lot of these same these things to to come up so we talk about a lot personally within your own home how have you thought to take care of things if you do own firearms uh, and then how do you how do you Approach the subject with the with the with the owner. Um, there's another another parent who you may or may not know so well. Um, sometimes it actually could be a little more uncomfortable to have it with someone you do know so well because maybe you've trusted them for a long time and it's never come up. Yeah. So we just explore a lot of the situations. Um, right. We talk about more things too than just uh, we'll, we'll bring child development into it. Um, uh, we'll also bring in just taking cues from kids on how to talk about it. Um, you know, another thing that comes up is, is violent drawings. You know, what are we going to tolerate from our kids? How is that something that even ties into this? Um, Cause it can be foreshadowing of behaviors and such. Um, you know, it was for, in my brother's situation, there was a drawing 
there was a drawing of my brother dead on the floor that he gave to a teacher. And so it's looking for these cues to how do we pay attention? How do we pay attention to kids? How do we pay attention to the environments where we are trusting um, that they'll be safe? And how do we really think about our own personal environments that we're providing for our families and for other kids to come in? Hey, Missy, when, with the people you engage with on this conversation, are, are most people pretty willing to have a conversation and, and open? Because this is a topic that, I mean, there are extremes, and mm-hmm. both of the extremes are very extreme. Is it, is it hard to find common ground when you're in a room with, that may or may not have people on all sides of this, this issue? Or are people pretty willing to have those kind of honest conversations without letting it escalate? Yeah, I, I would say my experience has been, and I, you know, I have this conversation a lot with parents, a lot with, with groups of parents, um, groups of moms in particular, but uh, I can say that in putting on like big events with unknown people who don't really know what Gun Safe Mom is about, once we just get past, this is, you know, I openly start some some conversations. I start if you love your if you love firearms and you want to talk about how much you need to have them, like you might as well leave right now. <laughs> That's not what this is about. There's just to diffuse that, letting people know clearly what this is about. Mm-hmm. This is a safety conversation mm-hmm. about facts, not feelings. That about the environment that my child's going to be playing within um and and that's that's all it is um but there's a lot you have to get to and think about for yourself before you're really able to not just ask the questions but accept the answers yeah and um yeah i um I got, I got, okay, how do you, okay, so, mm, um, I can see that in some situations there are probably parents out there who, when it comes to setting up a, a play date or allowing their child at another child's home, would hear that there is a gun or guns on the premises, and their first reaction is, hell no, you're not setting foot in that house. Right. And... Yep. I think we live in a world that is so fear-based that although that might be the initial reaction, it might not be the best reaction. And I can see how asking these questions and getting over your own personal fears and biases as an adult, it can actually lead to a better experience for your child. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've had to do just as much kind of playing both sides, uh, uh, knowing both sides of, of the issue. And what, and if, if maybe if there are, there are going to be people that say, and I know lots of them who say if they're, they have guns in their house, there's absolutely no way my child's going to go there. Period. Mm-hmm. And they know where they stand and they know what they, what they, what they believe in. Um, and that's okay. I think that it's, sometimes we just have to be better as parents. If we agree or disagree, it's okay mm-hmm. to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> and we can move on in our own peaceful way with what we believe is best for our children. Um, 
And also knowing, I mean, uh, Missy and I both mm-hmm. living in Michigan, and I don't know what, what other states' statistics are, but I believe it's 60% of um, homes in Michigan um, have firearms. Mm-hmm. So we have, uh-huh. I just assume that people do unless they don't. Because mm-hmm. most people I know are hunters or most people have them for other reasons. Mm-hmm. And so I just assume everybody does. Yes. Um, and there's a few that end up not having them, and they seem to be the anomalies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I could never do that, maybe you can't, as, as Macy said, and that's, that's your stance. But maybe it's actually much more common than you think where you live, mm-hmm. maybe your state. That's, that's pretty much normal. And mm-hmm. in places where it is more normal, I think there's a more accepted sense of um, safety and uh, mm-hmm. responsibility among the owners because mm-hmm. it's, it's more part of a wider culture. Right, right. You know, just to step off the topic of, of, of guns for a moment, but thinking about it in the same lines, um, sometimes, as you were mentioning earlier, it's about child development and it's about knowing your kid. And so, for example, when I was growing up, I was friends with the boy next door, and he, um, I was allowed to play at his house, and I was allowed to play in his yard, but he was only allowed to play outside at our house. He was not allowed in our house. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This is when we're four and five. And the reason is he was fascinated by electricity. And he would take apart outlets and try to rewire things. And my mother couldn't be on the ball all the time watching him, what he's doing with all this live wires. Um, and he ended up, um, this is when we were four and five, but when he ended up, uh, when he was an adult, became an electrician. Of course he did. <laughs> but as a kid, it was totally hazardous. <laughs> So if there's, um, you know, a lot of preschool children, particularly preschool-aged boys, um, have a fascination the way he did, not with electricity, but with weapons uh-huh. and with guns mm-hmm. in particular. And if your kid is going through one of those phases, or you can call it a developmental stage or whatever you want to call it, and you yourself do not trust that this child with the excitement of being over at a play date would react in a calm, mature way if encountering a a weapon, then maybe you play at the park with this kid. I have met families where I say, let's get the kids together. Let's meet at the park. And that's all, that's the only place we meet for a couple of years until either their kid or my kid has settled down a little bit. So there's ways of doing this where you're not having to squash the friendship, but just like any kind of limit you might set on any child or any family. Mm -hmm. You know, in our house, you take your shoes off when you come in. At our house, we do this. There's times where you might say, my kid can't handle this, or the kid who's going to come to visit can't handle it. And we need to set some limits. Right. Johnny is a budding uh, electrical engineer. Could you please turn off the main breaker on your uh, on your electrical <laughs> box when he's co- when he's over to play? Yeah, well, that that caused a few problems before we figured out that he was an outdoor friend only. <laughs> outdoor friend is kind of a nice way to look at it. Huh? This is yeah. Heather. Now you've got re- got me reflecting in my own childhood. Huh. Okay. Which houses were you banned from? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, plenty and for plenty of reasons. Um, we got anything so, more? Well, I was going to say, uh, were you going to ask a new question? I was going to wrap up and ask um, where people can find you and your group if they're interested in learning more. Yeah, um, I would encourage people, you can message me through our, our Facebook page is Gun Safe Mom. And uh, if people are interested in decals or home signs, I'm happy to um, provide those. Um, 
you can get some more information from me reaching out that way. Um, but our website is Gun Safe Mom for a little more if you missed some of the background and want the backstory on that. Um, and that's the best way to reach out. And so, if you just Google uh, Gun Safe Mom, you get the website and you get Facebook and you get a yep. YouTube video. The first full page is, is all you. So you should, you're pretty easy to find out there on the interwebs. Yep. There's not a lot of, it's for whatever reason, this is, again, case for being here, is that we're still moms. Just don't, we, we want to help you be comfortable talking about this and know that it's okay and, uh, and, and people are really responsive and overall just applaud the safety. You know, when people have these conversations, it's great to be, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to have the conversations with with parents. I'm grateful to be able to have this, you know, my daughter's play date. There weren't any, there was not a bad consequence of her not knowing not to go in that room, uh-huh. but I feel fortunate. That's not every parent's case, um, yeah. story. So um, glad to help, glad to be, uh, able to help parents be more comfortable talking about this, and thank you for having me uh, with you today. Well, Missy, yeah. I, I got to oh, go ahead, Heather. No, no, I, go ahead. Well, I, I just want to say, Missy, you 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 strike me as somebody that lives in Realville, and and I really appreciate that on a topic like this because let's face it, this is this is the United States of America. Guns are a thing, and they're going to continue to be a thing. That's that's just the way it is. And yep. so let's let's take realistic, practical approaches to this, and and it all starts with those human to human conversations about uh, about uh, the safety of our children. And I, I don't think anybody on any side of this debate can uh, can find too much fault with that whole approach to the situation. Oh, no, I think I lost... Did I lose anybody? Oh, okay, well, I lost everybody. Um, I guess I'll wrap up the show by myself. Bye. This has been Renegade Rules. Back soon with another episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.